This episode is part of the series Know Your Candidates, conversations with city council and mayoral candidates for the election of 2017 in the city of Holyoke, Massachusetts. The Radio Plasma podcast does not support or oppose any candidate for public office. This is a nonpartisan, independent media outlet dedicated to promoting a peace culture, embrace diversity, conversations, sharing of opinions and ideas, and ensure diverse voices are represented in our media. Welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas. Conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega, and this is our series, Know Your Candidates. I want to welcome in this series of conversations, candidate for Ward 2 and incumbent city councilor, Nelson Roman. Thank you so much, Johan and Radio Plasma listeners for having me again. Welcome back, Nelson. Thank you for giving us this time to talk about the work that is still happening and what are the plans now that you are running for re-election in this uh, 2017 election as city councilor for Ward 2. Yes, thank you so much again for this platform and being here almost last year. I think it was in the winter time again. Um, and now I'm here as a candidate again for re-election. So I say we have done a lot because it's not just me. It's the community. It's the people. It's uh, everyone from Churchill, Springdale, Ingleside, um, and South Holyoke that we really have built this movement of putting people first. It's a platform that I ran on and, and more of just a mantra, more of just a ta not just a tagline, but really the principle from which I operate operate in. Uh, you know, before I got into office, there was a lot of conversations, but not from the ground up. I really work every day and I'm out there door knocking, talking to people todavía that still remember me from two years ago, who hold me accountable to that, hey, you said you were going to be here every day. We thank you because you're here every day. Um, I ran last time on a platform that is very similar to today to continue that work because we put a lot of things, a lot of pots in the fire, como quien dice in, in Puerto Rican Latino culture. Uh, there's a lot of arroz cooking or a lot of rice cooking. Um, and so I want to see those things come to fruition. I ran on a platform of improving our parks. Susie Park is now being really redone, and I thank the Lighthouse Holyoke kids for working with me and the community on that. Valley Arena Park working with the Morgan School students in the neighborhoods are finally going to see that park redone. Bonin Field, uh, Springdale Park is going to get brand new lighting and spray parks. And so we've seen a lot on the park level. Uh, second and segundo is our policing, is the, the safety of the way our community feels. I filed tons of order this year specifically asking for data around what the neighborhoods are going on or what we're doing. And whereas, yes, crime is going down citywide, we know that crime in Ward 2 is really real to our people and they don't feel safe or they're really worried about that safety component and just this year we lost two lives in South Holyoke and so my job as a city councilor is to both call out and highlight how do we improve the neighborhoods and for me that was with the neighborhood associations working with Carmen and Jerry and Paul and Audra and yourself and Nina at New Horizons and making each neighborhood 
really reclaim their streets. We did that rally and that candlelight vigil with the neighborhoods to say, we own this space. We're together as a community. And it was over 300 people from the neighborhood. Yes, community came and supported, but we had to heal. You know, we saw the fires that happened within these last two years. Uh, all of this devastation right now in Puerto Rico and the community mobilizing and donating and even me on a personal level, becoming the ED of Nueva Esperanza. It is now my job on a daily basis to love and really help South Holyoke. Uh, third, we wanted to focus on jobs and really improving the infrastructure and construction. And so we've seen over $9 million of investment and projects in Ward 2 over the last two years. Um, and then lastly, it's truly around making a connectivity point for the people and passing legislation that's really going to change the lives of the people, not just talk about it. But I put forward uh, with Rebecca Lisi last meeting even rent control for these areas, uh, anti-gentrification mitigation zone laws, uh, trying to create a police commission because whereas we do, and I respect you know the men and women in blue in Holyoke, we do need a civilian-led police commission to remove that politics out of it, and I'm a firm believer of that a real human rights commission with teeth and whereas the mayor's had a great advisory team we need a human rights commission that's able to address things like homophobia racism sexism that are real in the city of holyoke um and really putting forth meaningful legislation on top of your everyday constituent service whether it's a handicap parking sticker i filed over 93 orders just on adding removing replacing changing handicap stickers um sidewalks being redone and a lot of the times people may not see it on an everyday basis, but I'm working 365, seven days a week as a city councilor on top of my full-time job, whether it's, you know, getting calls at two in the morning from Norma, from, you know, the Voces de Esperanza project because their pipes burst. Or there's things that people don't see that I do, like if a family member passes away and they need help organizing with the funeral homes. Or there's things that you don't see, but I'm always there and I'm really trying to connect with the people. So my platform, again, is back to the basics, really safety, jobs, the parks, uh, and truly making sure that we are holding uh, and working together with putting people first. I think that the voters and the constituents of War Two, and hopefully the whole city have felt that in me uh, being on the city councilor, city council, that they have someone who has proven leadership, real results, and who truly listens. On the council, I'm not seen with any party or side or block. Because for me, it's about what the people want. And I go back and listen to my constituents first in the ward. And then how is that going to impact the city overall? So I hope that the voters afford me another opportunity uh, on November 7th and reelect me. But I'm excited of all the work we have done. And I include you in this amazing Gandara Youth Center and even Radio Plasma coming to life over these last two years and, and exploding. Uh, I remember the very first episode with Aaron Vega. And I remember listening to that and getting excited. So these are the kinds of things that we have going on in this community. And now it's about building those bridges and healing those divides and really working together as a community to come together. And that's why I want to be on the council again. Right now, what do you identify as some of the next priorities to keep working on? You mentioned right now, for example, this uh, Human Rights Commission. And I believe, for example, the homophobia and the racism is an issue that even though from some point of view, is not happening in Holyoke, we know it does. Mm -hmm. But what do you identify as priorities right now for War II? Yes, yeah, so th that's a great question. For me, there's three top priorities that we have to invest in. Number one is our infrastructure and what's going on in the neighborhood. Uh, so for example, whether it's South Holyoke uh, or Churchill, Springdale, Ingleside, in South Holyoke, you're going to see massive 
um, infrastructure investment and redevelopment. So you're going to see $4 million redone on Cabot Street. There's the new Urban Agenda grant money that's coming in South Holyoke that's going to build almost 100 new units of housing. Springdale's uh, revitalized CDC is going to be in Springdale this week repairing and fixing homes. So we have to ensure that for the taxpayers of this city that are already taxed to the max and the businesses, that we don't see gentrification. So that's why I passed the gentrification mitigation law stuff. So that's top priority for me to get passed as well as rent control. I don't want people who have been living in here to be moved out. And so we are really focused on that, on that aspect, number one, on infrastructure that is cognizant and coherent about not pushing out the community and connecting Main Street with Ray Street. I think that that's vitally important for the future of the city. That's number one. Number two, when we talk about public safety and everyone, and I know we're going to get into this, and everyone talking about brownout of Engine 2 or people not feeling safe in the neighborhoods and whatever, the neighborhood associations need to spread citywide, but we need to strengthen the three that exist in my ward within the next two years. So Carmen and Jerry have been doing a great job. I got to support Felicita now, who's been doing the work in Churchill, and Paul and Audra Bassett to strengthen those neighborhood associations. So regardless of whether Nelson Romang is here or gone, they feel empowered to hold anybody who's representing them accountable, both on the ward level and at the city level. And secondly, on top of that public safety and safety, we have to hold these absentee landlords accountable, these people who live in other cities, who don't live in this community. The fire that happened on Main Street on January 20th, that landlord wasn't around. Those buildings' conditions were poor. So it's my job in the next two years to really work with Damian Cody to really start demolishing taking these landlords to court, pushing receiverships, and making the quality of low to moderate income housing stock better in this city. Um, and for me, using the CPA that we helped champion and pass together as a community, using those funds towards that, that goal. And then lastly, for me, it's about our youth. It's about the young people of this city. It's about the school system. Um, I unfortunately will no longer be a part of the chairmanship because my partner is now working for the school district, so I have to abstain from voting. But for me, the school district is the number one focus of me going forward, uh, and I could still advocate for that as a citizen, and I really want to put that to the forefront. I filed things like pushing residency requirements for teachers uh, and, and administrative team staffers, um, pushing things like, hey, if the state created this underfunded mandate of a takeover, and I applaud Dr. Zreich and his team for trying as hard as they can, but where's all the money and resources to support all that amazing work? So it's really lobbying our state our state delegation to bring more of those resources in, getting these schools redone. I'm proud of the work that I've done. Morgan's going to see new windows. Uh, we're probably going to get a brand new school in the Lawrence area, uh, probably two middle schools going back to that K through eight model. Even though I can't physically on the council level push, you're going to see me as Nir Sotomang community activist making sure that we get the school district back into local control in the future, but really working with and not against Drs. Reich and the school school board, and not trying to take away their pay, not chastising them, but working to make the school system and district better, but with, with the youth. You know, I'm very pleased that in my role at Nueva, I'm actually going to be teaching leadership development at the high school for after school. Um, this summer, we ran Guyo, the social justice camp for kids. Listening to young people and letting them lead is critically important. So for me, it's around that education system, and that's the third highest component for me. And then all of that kind of intertwines, you know, of course, with our festival and celebrating and all these things that we've been doing. But those are my top three focuses, the infrastructure, the development, stopping and providing 
preventing gentrification. Public safety is, of course, top notch. And then lastly is the school department and, and really pushing that and really working with the community to improve those things. One of the biggest accomplishments among many that you have had during this period is the presence and the effectiveness of having neighborhood associations working together and you allowing them to express their concerns and bring to the table what is needed, how things need to work moving forward. And I'm glad to see that this has become now an example for other words to replicate and start organizing in the same fashion. Yeah, exactly. I, I just saw on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, former Ward 3 candidate, you know, Ann Thalmeyer was here and I heard her podcast. I'm a big listener and I saw on her Facebook page, she's starting a Ward 3 neighborhood association. I know Israel Rivera and Juan Holyoke are doing one in the flats with Gladys. So this is the model for me going forward. And I'm glad that this wasn't my brainchild. I don't want to take full credit. That came from the community when I was knocking doors and when I was homeless, when I came out of homelessness, when I came out of poverty, I lived on Cabot Street. I lived at 106 Northeast Street in the flats. And listening to the neighborhoods, especially from the lower wards, always feeling like they were voiceless and that there was no opportunity or there was people speaking for them and not with them or not supporting them. So, like I said, I continue to applaud the amazing work of Carmen and Jerry and yourself and the whole leadership for South Holyoke or Paul and Audra and, um, you know, all of the folks down in Springdale, Ingleside uh, and Felicita in Churchill. Yeah. It's it's blown up in Maricler with Wayfinders and that whole Churchill development. So this to me is the future of the city of Holyoke. I come from a city of Waterbury and even in, in Springfield where neighborhoods are strong and the city has to get out of this one through seven mind frame that we're in, that there's only seven wards. No, there are close to 35 distinct neighborhoods in this city. And when we start breaking down that neighborhood, and it's not segregating, it's not separa separating because everyone, that's one of the criticisms I've gotten too, is why are you trying to break us down or apart? It's just not that. We're trying to really hone in and focus on what the real issues are in that neighborhood so they can improve. But self-governance is the best way. Let that neighborhood decide for itself what it wants to do. And that's why I'm a big proponent. Um, and one of the things I would like to see next cycle is participatory budgeting. Let those neighborhoods or let the ward people decide what they want to do with their city budget. Imagine that. We really wouldn't be having this concept of fighting on a citywide level over some of these services if the neighborhood gets to determine from the paving and, and road repair money what roads and what, what streets are going to be paved. You know, other communities have that. We could do that too. So I'm grateful to all of those people. And one of the biggest things I heard when I was knocking and still when I'm knocking to this day is Nelson, thank you. Because politicians only show up during election time or they're only trying to fix stuff during election time. But we, and I say we because it's a movement. It's not just me. If I don't have Carmen, Jerry, yourself, all the people from this community, and even those who don't live in the ward, down here for the cleanup days, or down here helping us with Puerto Rico, or down here for the F Main Street fire victims or the Flats fire victims, or down here at City Hall pushing to end the ban the box practice in the city of Holyoke, or those different kind of policy issues, we never would be able to accomplish this. So yes, we can focus on neighborhoods and still come together as a community to really support one another. So I applaud the neighborhoods for those ideas, um, and I want to see that continue. I hope that we get a neighborhood association in Rock Valley or the Highlands or the Fruit Bowl, and that these spread out citywide because then you are then able to help and hold accountable this development. And the greatest example, and it's a good example, is Demented FX in South Holyoke. I keep going back to that. Carmen and Jerry in the neighborhood, this amazing haunted house is going to move in. 
We wanted to just genuinely know, hey, what are you going to do? How are you going to interact with the neighborhood? And we were able to secure that memorandum of understanding where out of the 40 scarers a year, 25 have to come from the flats in South Holyoke. And my colleagues criticize me and say it's boss politics, including with the marijuana company, GTI. I'm glad they're in town. I'm glad they're here. I'm, I was a proponent of recreational medicinal marijuana, but we did have to have those honest conversations of mm-hmm. what on a neighborhood level are you going to do to these two abutting neighborhoods? And yeah, we saw $15,000 of grants go out into our neighborhoods this year. And 7,500, half of that came to Ward 2 because we're right next door. But that's how we were able to get the festival off the ground. That's how we were able to get the Churchill Festival. Mm-hmm. The We're going to do a movie night um, in Springdale Ingleside coming up this spring. The Cuyo Camp. Uh, you know, the, this a lot of these things happen when you partner the public and the private sector. But the neighborhood associations were able to say, hey, what do we get out of it? Because the narrative is always, well, we're improving taxes. We're going to increase the tax base. When we have a budget that's in the hole, the neighborhoods might never see that. So it's a great model. I think we need to spread it citywide. I support, and I've told Ann that I support her. I support Izzy. Uh, I support anyone who wants to do that work. Uh, and I think that's what we need more of. And talking about more people involved in this different process, now you have an opponent. And I believe more than having someone running against you, I think this shows how much of this need of involvement has been inspired through the work being done and it's bringing more people wanting to do something about it. So what are your thoughts on having an opponent for this election? Of course, I think, first of all, I spoke with Jay Anthony. He called me the day he pulled papers. He told me I was doing a great job. He wished the ward could be split so we could both represent ward two. And I applaud that. I think it's great that we have a very vivacious and vibrant young man who wants to represent, who faced, and, and, and our stories are a little bit linked in that we're both faced marginalizing and really difficult stories, but we've come out on the other side great. And so I applaud that. I think that every election you need to be challenged. So I really, and, and that's with all due respect to my colleagues who don't have a challenger, but I welcome that. I want someone to hold me accountable to what I said I was going to do two years ago, to what I'm doing today. And also the people, it gives them that reflection back. Is Nelson doing what he's supposed to do? I think the answer is yes, but I applaud that. And I want to hear those great ideas, those amazing ideas that he has, and also trying to connect. I've invited him to every neighborhood association meeting. Uh, the neighborhood associations also held debates. They did one last year for the ballot and they did this one this year for mayor. He was outside. I said, come on in, you know, come listen and let's be a part of this. And so I think it's a great thing to have an opponent. Um, and for me, I ran the last time when it was an open seat when Anthony Soto gave it up. I think it makes it a more healthier conversation and debate to really compare what, and right, that's the, that's the truth about elections. It's a job. It's a job interview with the voters. You have someone who's currently in the role who's saying, I want to be rehired, and here's my resume as to what I've done. And you have someone who says, I want to be hired. And that's not a negative thing. And here's what I think I could bring to that position. Uh, and I think when you come from that, from that perspective, this election for me has been a breath of fresh air. It hasn't been personal. It hasn't been nasty. I've been able to knock on doors and talk about issues and really connect with those voters. And I know he's doing the same on his end. And I welcome that. And I think that that's great. And I've shared this with you, and I'll share this again with the public today. I believe in term limits. Um, I will not be running again in the ward next time um, uh, to allow someone like Jay Anthony or like John or like Maria Ferrer or like Vic Ridden or like Carmen or like Jerry to run at the ward level in two years. And it's my job to try to break the glass ceiling. I wanna, I'm going to run probably at large next time to, to ensure that we're continuing to grow as individuals. And I respect all the people at large. And whoever wins, it'd be 
trying to same concept. Here's somebody who's trying to get that job. But I think it's a great opportunity, and I welcome Jay to this race. He has a new dynamic, and it's refreshing that it hasn't been personal. No signs have been stolen, nothing at the doors about my sexuality. It's just been, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've done. Can I please earn your vote again? So I'm excited. I think it's great that he's running and I look forward to to you know mentoring supporting anybody anybody who's interested or wants to learn in these next two years I hope that I do get and I'm afforded the opportunity to represent again but I'll work with anyone who wants to take this job over because it's a lot and it's going to be a great learning opportunity um, and I think the for me the good test will be in two years if there's five or six candidates running in Ward 2 if I am able to see that then I know I've done my job because I know then then people want to continue to build on the foundation that we've laid and take it to that next level. So I'm, I'm welcome it. I'm excited. Uh, I did catch and listen to some of his podcasts the other day. And I think that's a great, it's a richness of ideas and really learning someone's values and who they are. And I think his values is rooted in his love for Holyoke, his love for South Holyoke, um, and wanting to share that being the youngest candidate is beautiful. Um, and I want to see more of those young people run citywide. Like, you know, I know Frankie uh, Santos pulled papers at large. Um, I, next time, I would love to see a whole swath of young people. I still consider myself young and a millennial. I'm 30. But to me, that's the beautiful part about democracy. And that's why I'm in favor of same-day registration. I think we need to lower the voting age to 16. If you could drive a vehicle, in my opinion, you could be able to vote in the state of Massachusetts. Um, and early voting, I just filed an order again asking the city clerk. They did a great job for the state-level elections. I would love to lower the voting age and allow people to vote early. Get your votes in done after work so you're not stressed the day of, like, oh, I forgot. So I think that that's all... It goes back to say that I, I'm excited for a challenger. Um, I think it's great to have that democratic process happen. And I look forward to many more years of if, if the people continue to afford me that opportunity to represent them, to having challengers to compare and contrast those differences. Um, and for me, it also ends with policy. So at the end of the day, the council position in our ward is not just about walking the walk uh, and talking the talk. It's about policy. It's about what legislation, we're the Congress of this city, what legislation are we going to put forward to then really impact and change the city charter to make our constituents' lives better. Um, and so for me, I've laid out a lot that we've done, a lot that I want to do, and that's where I want voters to really contrast and compare our candidacy. I think that that's a beautiful thing. What are the policy issues that we have, and where's that vision going to go for the next two years? So if you visit my website, nelsonrroman.com, um, you can see my policy, you can see a little bit about my history, and a lot of the work that we have done as a community together. So. Yeah, I wish I wish Jay well. I wish everyone in every other word that has an opponent well. And to those who don't have a challenger, I wish them well as well, because exactly what we were discussing a little bit before the start, it's their opportunity to then say what their policy is. Mm -hmm. And then the voters hold them accountable to that policy and what they did or didn't vote on already. So I think it's a beautiful thing. Of course, it is expected that you will continue being around doing all sort of different activities, events, some of them planned, some other impromptu, because that's that's the way you do things. And I believe that is becoming your brand, your trademark, your style on doing things. You are not necessarily the one that makes meeting to plan what is going to happen. If something needs to happen, you just go ahead and do it. And that has become the inspiration for many people in our community in War II to follow. Thank you. And I'm honored by that. I don't feel I'm deserving of that. It goes back to that 
I was homeless. I stood in a tent off of 391. I was a community activist, an organizer. I lived in the community. So in my role as city councilor, exactly what you're saying, the people want immediate change. You know, government is a slow grinding and moving locomotive that's almost stuck in the coal ages where you have to heap the coal in and throw it in the hot fire and the train goes faster. But we're in a 23rd century digital age where things have to be done immediate for people to just see or believe that it's true. And for years in this ward, people have talked about things they wanted to see done, but it's never happened. I, because of my activist role, say, okay, Mamokong, exactly, the neighborhood cleanup thing. That was one of the most biggest identifying markers that people said the neighborhood parks are dirty or whatever. We've held neighborhood cleanups. I myself go out and pick up trash every day on Main Street. You see my staff sweeping, I'm sweeping. We just got to get out there and do it. And I think if more counselors did that, especially on the ward level, just show up and do, just show up and be a part, show up and let people lead or just give them, for me, it was just the information and knowledge that the people could do those things. People were nervous because they didn't understand how it worked. And the greatest thing for me is the Piraguero on Main Street. He was a business owner. He had this equipment. He wanted to start a business. But that daunting process of how, all right, vamos, let's go. We'll go today. We'll fill out the paperwork. We'll get it done. And yeah, it's not within my scope of service. I don't have a traditional office, but let's get it done. And that's my model. And that's why I say, you know, putting people first, but exactly that. Let's just get it done. Let's do what the people want. And we could still govern and plan and strategize for the long term. But in the intermediate um you know, we have to create that airport. So I see all the government work are the planes in the air. What I'm trying to build is the airport on the ground with the air traffic controllers saying, come in, come here. And I'm just the guy with the towboat, like the tow when the planes come in and tows them into dock. I'm just saying, all right, let's go. Let's move it. Let's dock it. Let's get the people on, people off. And that's how I see my role as that facilitator of that. But you're right. I want to see next time. I want. I hope there's 15, 20 candidates running for War II. We'll see how it goes next time. And I hope I'm there again this time. Any last remarks you have? Um, just, I want to thank, uh, the voters. I want to thank your listeners. I want to thank everyone for these last two years. It has been an emotional two years for me, whether it's Pulse night shooting, uh, club night shooting. And, you know, there's a recent tragedy in Vegas or Jafet Robles going down or, you know, two people in South Holyoke. We've seen a lot of loss and, and, and heartache within our community. Uh, and we've seen moments of hope and opportunity. And a lot of that, what I'm proud about came from this ward, from this community. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are saying, hey, I want to be like that. I want to be like Carmen and Jerry. I want to be like what they're doing in Ward 2. We have created those moments of healing. We've created those moments of really coming together as a community to show the world what we're about. Uh, I really would hope that the voters and the listeners from Ward 2 and everywhere do afford me one more chance to be the Ward 2 city councilor. But I really want to thank everyone for supporting me uh, through my ups, my downs, my highs, my lows, my waste expansions and shrinkings, um, and my partner and family. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do the work that I'm doing today. So I just want to thank them. I want to thank the voters of Ward 2 for giving me these last two years. And the voters and the residents of the city of Holyoke as a whole, whether you vote or not, I get letters from abuelitas or I see folks on the street or kids who are saying thank you or we want to get involved or we want to be a part of this movement. And our movement is one of putting people first. And I want that to belong to the community. I want that to be here when I'm long gone and passed on. Um, but I just I thank everyone and I ask them for their vote. And please come out and vote. It's important. And really get to know your candidates. And I hope I get their vote on November 7th. This is Nelson Roman, city councilor for War II, running for re-election in this 2017 Holic election happening November 7th 
And this is our series, Know Your Candidates. Nelson, thank you so much for these two years of hard work, for this opportunity to connect and do things that are meaningful and important for our community. And wishing you the best of luck and continuing doing the work because regardless of the outcome, mm -hmm. I know you have a call, you have a mission, and the outcome is not going to stop you continuing doing what you're doing with so much passion. That's it. Thank you as well, Johan. Thank you, Radio Plasma. And thank you for being here in the city and starting this conversation as a community. And thank you for letting me into people's homes because of you. Thank you. Thank you to Nelson Roman in this a series of conversations know your candidates all of this information is available on our website radioplasma.com where you can listen all the other candidates being interviewed and offering their thoughts their ideas their motivations this is the process of getting in touch getting together bringing our ideas and thoughts together through this media that is made for the community here in Holyoke once again thank you Nelson Roman and this okay. is The Radio Plasma podcast this session has been produced at the Plasma Media Lab here at the Gandara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.